Welcome to Electronic Quarterback. I'm here with a great friend of mine and colleague, Andrew Muroff. We've known each other for several years now. 20 plus years. 20 plus years. Seems to be the theme on this uh, podcast. But uh, Andrew and I worked together back in the day at Cyberplex. He's now the CEO of a company called Strainprint and uh, really innovative, incredible business that you're running there. And, and maybe just to start off, just tell us a little bit about about strain print and then we'll uh, we'll dive in from there. First of all, thanks for having me. It's always great to see you and uh, I'm grateful for you including us on in the show. It's an honor. Thank you. Well, an honor, eh? <laughs> um, so strain print is a cannabis data and analytics company. We focus on uh, medical cannabis usage. We use technology to gather patient reported outcomes and we aggregate that data in an enterprise class um, a platform and we deliver that back to industry for making dis business decisions. So is it is it designed to help the user understand the product mix better uh, or is it designed for the businesses to help be make better marketing decisions? Both. Both of those. Both. So, so the app, so we started as an app company and mm -hmm. the intention was to create, so just to back up, I'm a cannabis patient, my partners are, my co-founders are, are cannabis patients we were running other businesses. We're serial mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. We were looking uh, for ways for ourselves to understand which strains of cannabis were working best for us from a medical or therapeutic perspective. Mm -hmm. And when tech people go out to find tools and they can't find any, they build, oh. they build oh, it. Let's start a business. <laughs> let's start yeah. a business and build it. So we start, we're all tech people. We, we, we started this on the side as a side business um, as patients for patients and, and uh, it resonated with lots of other patients. So that's how it grew from a data gathering perspective. So the, the, the mobile app that we have is really just a digital journal. It's a way mm. to okay. track your outcomes, your medical outcomes when, when you medicate, how you felt before, how you feel after on a scale, uh, dose, route of administration, and most importantly, the chemical profile of the product that you're actually using when you're um, when you're actually medicating. And right. you know, here's a way we can talk about technology for a second. Uh, up until recently, most people didn't know what was in their cannabis. So there's 450 active chemical constituents in every strain of cannabis. It varies every time you grow it. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's understanding the relative combination of those constituents um, as compared to pre and post mm -hmm. symptomatic state to determine whether or not something's working for something or not. Right. So when you're an individual and you're looking at it from an app perspective, it's I'm tracking how I felt based on what I was using and then it reports back in a visualization what's working best for me. Hmm. Then we aggregate the anonymous data and we deliver that back through a business intelligence platform to the industry. And we sell the data back anonymously to the industry to be able to say, um, you know, hmm. 3,000 people have tracked uh, this product 40,000 times for treating uh, anxiety, and this is what they say. Yeah. So a, a producer can make decisions around what should they be growing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, um, a clinic can make a decision around what should I be treating? And uh, we serve pharmacy, we serve clinics, we serve licensed producers and government. And that's super, probably super helpful just because these companies are a little constrained as far as what kind of marketing they can actually do. So, the, so there's two problems. One is the product is so complicated and they're mm -hmm. governed by what they can advertise. Mm -hmm. So they can't go out and say, my product does this because, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of put the cart before the horse, the, the, but 3000 users could say that product did this. 
exactly right. Yeah. So if you're a licensed producer, um, you can't say to your doctors who are the gatekeepers to your customers, you can't say my product does this, mm -hmm. but you can say StrainPrint uh, has tracked 3,000 mm -hmm. users who said this product does this. Yeah. And so that's how they're using the data today. That's one of the ways they're using the data today. Yeah. But I think an important thing to notice, um, we don't have clinical trials for cannabis yet. Like they're just starting today and those, mm. that process is going to take, you know, anywhere from two to 10 years yeah. to get any, any real clinical type uh, relevance for, for physicians. So we have to back into the efficacy and we mm -hmm. created a tool that does that from an observational perspective. Mm. And now today we're starting to run clinical trials on the platform too. So the data is very granular and very uh, large from an observational perspective. And uh, now that we're going to be running clinical trials on it, we'll also have uh, much more uh, credible, medical credible sources for physicians and for pharmacy and for pharmaceutical companies to be interested in the industry. Very cool. Um, when did StrainPrint take their first journal entry? Um, the first journal entry was actually my partner, Stephanie, who kept a journal. Oh. So, you know, this, here's the, here's On the, paper. Here's the genesis of, of StrainPrint, <clears throat> the, uh, the concept of the app. Uh, um, my co-founder, Stephanie Krasik, was treating PTSD or treats PTSD and has been for some time and has been on many medications, what we call polypharmas, you know, multiple medications and many different versions of medications to help her through this. And finally went to her doctor and said, I'd like a change. I want something mm -hmm. different. And in, this was in 2014 when the medical cannabis program in Canada just began. Mm -hmm. And her doctor said, uh, okay, I'm going to recommend you to a specialist because um, uh, at that time, very few doctors were prescribing. So mm -hmm. she went to see one of the pioneer doctors in the industry and he basically laid out five strains for her and said, come back in six months and tell me how you feel. And she said, whoa, 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 you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, my, 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 her father is a pharmacist and she was, you know, very reluctant to give up medications that were working at least slightly for the chance that one of these strains of cannabis might work. Mm -hmm. she, she gave it a chance and uh, luckily a couple did, but what she realized was how different each one made her feel. Mm -hmm. And so she kept a journal and she was incredibly diligent. And if you see this thing, it's like this thick and, and you know, very detailed every time she medicated and she was medicating two, three times a day. So, um, you know, over time, you know, we started talking and, uh, and she said, I'm going to make an app. Mm -hmm. So her husband, who's also my co-founder, runs another digital agency using technology. He created a prototype. And, mm -hmm. you know, just to tell you how, as you know, how far technology has advanced, to be able to create a prototype very quickly like that is way different than you could do 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so Imagine what we would have charged people for that back in the day. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just for a prototype, yeah, right? Sure. So he created a prototype you know, within a week and a light bulb went off in my head and you know, I recognized this from Cyberplex days mm -hmm. and from my other careers in tech over the years and said this is a data opportunity. And uh, another partner of ours who I've been working with for the last 10 years mm. in a technology practice um, we all came together, the four of us, and together uh, we started by developing the app in May of 2016. Mm -hmm. We launched the app uh, February 28th, 2017, so that's when the first live uh, sessions were tracked. Mm -hmm. And today we have over 1.2 million patient reported outcomes. Wow. So it, there's nothing like it anywhere. Uh, it's 60 million data points on strain efficacy and patient mm -hmm. use and that's tens of thousands of patients. And most importantly, they're tracking lab verified products. So it's products that you can actually see the chemical mm -hmm. components and the chemical constituents. And really that's the only way you you'd can have tie to. You have yeah. to. You'd have to. So, well, that's wonderful. And congratulations on all that. Thank you. 
What about within the actual operations of the business? So as part of what we're trying to explore here on Electronic Quarterback, how has technology changed the way that you run your business? You know, we, we've had people come in here, um, you know, uh, Terry Donnelly was in here, completely virtual business, even though they have a physical product. Um, you know, there's just so many different impacts, but you know, from your, from your own experience, you know, we started this business as a side project, right? right? It was just, we were tech people and trying to, you know, just create a little tool and that would help us. Um, we hosted on AWS, on Amazon Web Services. So, mm -hmm. you know, I go back to my last company, which was 10, 10 years ago, uh, a marketing automation platform. We had a million dollars worth of server hardware. Right. Right. Like, it takes a while to, to get enough capital to, to invest in that type of uh, uh, server hardware right. just so you can deliver your product. Yeah. You know, $120 a month. Yeah. on Amazon Web Services. So yeah. that's one way that it changed. The other way is uh, our lead developer was offshore and mm -hmm. he was a friend and uh, somebody who we just you know, hired to build this project on the side. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, we did regular right. web conferences and we used technology to allow him to remotely develop our main product. Yeah, so incredible. Both things that even 10 years ago would have been very difficult to pull off. No way, right? no way. And then. What about like decision making and and actual leadership of the business in that sense? Like, do you guys follow kind of standard or if there is a standard protocols in terms of you know management meetings? People have to be physically present. Has that become more virtualized? People don't need to be physically present, but we're using tools like Jira and uh, Slack and uh, even just yeah. Google Analytics. Like, it, it, you know, you have to be collaborative. So Google, mm -hmm. Google sorry, Google Docs, I mean. Mm -hmm. So Google Docs is great because you can, everybody can be working on a doc document from yeah. multiple locations together. Um, great, great collaboration tool that way. But Jira is really, I think, the way that we've been able to lock down process. Jira, beyond just the software development, like yeah, just beyond just, processes. we use it for everything. We use it for our marketing planning, our trade show event planning. We do oh, it for, uh, yeah. Interesting. We use it for everything. It's, um, it, it's really just about process, right? So it's a tool to provide more, pro and, and actually one other thing I'll tell you, I, I just looked at this yesterday morning because uh, I was preparing a deck for something. We have 63 different technologies that we're using in our company for various things, from uh, you know, our phone system, to Jira and Slack that we're talking about, to Google. That to, was my next to question, HubSpot, actually. To, yeah. How many are you using? And it's 63. 63. So yeah, we have a bit of systematis, I would say, at Blue Rush, Jira. We use Teams now, obviously email, which is less fashionable. Sometimes I get in trouble for sending emails now. Isn't that interesting how technology has evolved that way, right? Right. Right. So where you know we grew up thinking you have to have a record of it and mm -hmm. it has to be an email. Think about how inefficient email is as a as a communication platform. Mm -hmm. Whereas Slack is direct. It's 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 a it's a permanent record. Just is what you want in your business. It's mm -hmm. uh, it's it's direct communications plus the ability to group communications. So Slack's just one example of uh, you know that type of product. But do you have a written business plan? We do. And, and what is the, how long out into the future does it go? Well, I mean, you and I have been doing this a long time, right? Like, uh, you can build a business plan out as far as you want, but nobody knows what's happening beyond a year to two years. So A year to two years is kind of, yeah. uh, Especially in this industry, in cannabis, as, as our industry, uh, like, things yeah. are changing every oh. day. It's the fastest moving industry I've ever been in in my life. And, yeah. and uh, uh, you know, every day there's an announcement that kind of, kind of makes you think, shit, I, I got to pivot just a little bit this way. Right. Um, 
but you know, it's, it's, it's a fast moving industry and because of that you need the technology to keep up. Yeah, you're the CEO, right? I am, yes. Yeah. So do you find it intrusive though? The things like, in your case, Slack and email and somebody you know, could text you. Do you find it, you know what, I need to think a little bit more. I need to, or I need to spend my time on my you know, four or five things that I know are important. You have to, um, you have to make time to do your work. Mm-hmm. So I spend a lot of time reading, communicating. I mean, think about 20 years ago when things moved, evolved from the fax to even email. Mm-hmm. Um, it was unheard of uh, to get a response back. I'll just give an example. It's unheard of to get a response back from your lawyer that day mm-hmm. with a document that had been turned back with track changes. Mm-hmm. Now it's expected. Mm-hmm. So the pace of business has increased mm. quite rapidly and yeah. continues to increase quite rapidly. To the point out when we uh, when we instituted Slack across the company, um, it was we all fought it. It was mm. another system. We didn't want to learn it. We didn't want to use it because then we still had to go back to our emails. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it does take up a lot of time, but I think it helps you to catalog and manage the communications. Yeah, uh, that are, yeah. and the emails do go down. I mean, I remember once we got that implemented, I was going, well, where's all the emails? And I realized, oh, I haven't looked at Teams yet. (laughs) There's all kinds of stuff in there. Yeah, you know, at the beginning, we all were like, oh my gosh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. But uh, I think it's a net positive. Yeah, cool. Well, Andrew, listen, really appreciate the time today on Electronic Quarterback. Thanks for having me. Hopefully we get you back another time for, uh, for another one. Great. All right. Thank you for watching this episode of Electronic Quarterback. Don't forget to rate, review, and of course, subscribe to our podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much.